speaker this morning. He's from Southlake, Texas, uh, connected with Gateway Church uh, down in Texas, but originally from the Lancaster County, Pennsylvania area, uh, Henry Fisher. And Henry's uh, involved with a group. He's actually the founder of Dunamis Connections Ministry um, based in Southlake, Texas. For 35 years, Henry and his wife um, have been helping people in different countries around the world. Uh, one of the countries he's connected with is Brazil, Mexico, Kenya, South Africa, and Zambia. He, um, he helps people realize uh, their God-given dreams through partnering with them. Dunamis is a word that the word dynamite comes from, and that means power. But uh, Henry's involved with power, powerful connections, relational connections with people around the world to accomplish what God has called them to do in those different nations. So would you give a warm welcome to Henry Fisher as he comes to share God's word with us this morning. Thank you. What's that? Be powerful when it comes. Not quite, not quite that powerful. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Good. Good. Ready, ready for a good day? Good. good week? Good month? Good year? Awesome. You guys are amazing. You know, just coming out early like this. Uh, but uh, as Pastor Tom was talking, uh, introducing me, I am, I'm originally from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, from the Amish culture. So that's my, that's my background, moved to South Lake, Texas about six years ago, uh, did some transition things, but uh, our main focus uh, is to empower people throughout the world. Uh, we empower people through connecting resources and things like that. So uh, some of the things, I brought some, there's some literature in the back there, um, feel free to pick it up. I want to key in on a few things real quick here before I get into what I want to share with you this morning, but... Um, several years ago, our organization kind of branched off and did what we, we call corporate mission. Corporate mission is simply a team-building concept for companies and corporations. And it's amazing what we're doing with that. And I just come back from taking a team to South Africa that they ended up riding motorcycles. Uh, we ended up renting motorcycles, and, and I brought some literature on that just to show you what we can do because we customize for you, for the company, for the corporation. Uh, another thing that we do, that we started doing quite a bit of, we, we tie on hunting excursions in the back end of it. So if anybody's interested in hunting, uh, we tie that on the back end of it. But the motorcycle thing was kind of unique. We flew into Johannesburg, South Africa, rented motorcycles, and we were on motorcycles for eight days doing missionary work. And it was amazing. We'd go in these villages. It was like a magnet. Kids would just come out. People would come out. So we use it as an evangelism tool. I'm in the process right now of uh, helping a cowboy in Texas there. Uh, we're going to do a, a, a cowboy mission trip, or it's going to be a bunch of cowboys. And the same thing, gone in, gone in an area, using their giftings. This is the key. You know, what is your passion? What is your gifting? Let's build a mission trip around it. And we do that for companies and corporations. But within the last year, God has really helped us to break into the medical field there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, we did a medical team to Cameroon this year for a neurosurgeon out of McKinney. He took his staff. He did eight spinal surgeries in Cameroon while we were there. Right now, we're working with a group of orthopedic surgeons uh, that we're going to take them to Paraguay. 
And again, they're going to be doing orthopedic surgery while they're there. So it's organizing these things. So the thing of it is, is what do you like to do? Talk to me. We'll build a mission trip around it. And that's what, that's what we love doing. But uh, I, I got, we got literature back there. Feel free to pick it up. Uh, give you some uh, guidelines, I mean, some ideas of what we do and where we go. One of the things that we started doing last year, or we got involved with an organization about five years ago in, in South Africa called Reaching a Generation. And it focuses on children. But about uh, three years ago, they went into Zambia. And within the last year, we got involved with them. And I want to show you a little video clip, about a minute video clip of our project there. And in the Lozi culture, one of the challenges we have is that young girls at the age of 13, when they start uh, having their periods, will uh, become eligible to become wives of men who can pursue them from around the country. What the, the communities will do is they would actually hoist the flag up in the community. And then these girls would be going on a two week uh, initiation school where they will be taught how to please a man. We envision starting a community center. And this community center is gonna help us to be able to teach these young ladies some skills. So the center will be based out of two 40-foot containers. The containers will have bunk rooms in them where uh, these young girls will live. There's a kitchen, a bathroom, very well established. And then in the middle of these two containers, there's a hall and the sides of these containers are used as part of the walls. And this hall that we will build will be like a community training center where a local church will be from. There will be a preschool there. And at the same time, during the week after school, 16 young girls at a time will be taken in for a six month period. We will mentor them. We will teach them how to keep a household that's biblically based. We will help them to be able to learn skills, uh, different skills where they can provide for their families. The reason I wanted to share this with you this morning was simply because this is a project that we have we've, we have a lot of momentum on, but the project you saw, that, that the building you saw with the two containers, they are actually supposed to arrive in Tanzania yesterday. I haven't heard if they did or not, but everything you saw in that building, uh, even the, the structure between the two containers is in those two containers right now. It's, it's almost like putting a kit together when we go there. But here's, the, here's the, the, the thing right now is I have a company in Pennsylvania that actually designed this and put it together and shipped them. The company that designed them was originally going to send five guys to help put this together. And something came up with his business within the last two weeks. He cannot do it. So I'm kind of backpedaling, and I'm putting this out. If there's anybody in here today that has a desire to, I need welders, I need concrete workers, I just need, I need, we need help. So if there's anybody interested, please see me. This team's supposed to leave right after Christmas, somewhere between Christmas and New Year's. It's going to depend how we get those containers out of customs. But it's something that I just felt like I wanted to share with you men today because if there's anything, if there's any skills or you want to get involved with this, it's an amazing project. It's actually to rescue bride childs. Uh, children there, like you heard him say, they, they end up, when they have their first period, they become eligible to become a wife. And many times they become the 
third, fourth, fifth wife of people my age even. And it's, it's sickening. But it's something where this reaching a generation is going in to rescue these girls and disciple them and educate them. But the project that's kind of unique because the containers itself will, will, are designed to be part of the big picture. But the containers had to stay. They have to be uh, seaworthy so we couldn't do the windows and stuff till we get there. So, uh, but it's, it's, so if you know of anybody or want to be involved with this, uh, please see me. This morning, I want to I talk to you a little bit about kingdom culture. Um, I, it's one of my favorite subjects is when I start talking about kingdom because it's, it's a, uh, uh, I believe God has designed us, has put us here for kingdom principles and to be part of the kingdom of God. So this morning, I want to I talk to you about the, I got my little, uh, in case I get hungry, I'm going to do some snacking here, so. But I want to talk to you about kingdom culture influence. And when I look around here this morning, I see each one of you have been designed for a time as such as this. You're put on this earth, you're here today for one purpose, and that is to bring the kingdom of God to this earth. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're part of that. So I want to talk to you about, uh, I want to go to Matthew the 13th chapter. Talk about the kingdom influence, kingdom culture influence on this earth. Matthew 13th chapter, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. That a woman took and she mixed it into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Now yeast is influence. Now I have some yeast up here this morning. And when I look at yeast, uh, it's the principles of influence here is this. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. It's not dynamite. Now think about that. You and I are on this earth. We're, let's say we are the yeast in our environment. We're the yeast where we're at today. It doesn't mandate, it doesn't intimidate the dough. It's not like dynamite. Diplomacy is sharing your ideas in a way that it doesn't offend. Now I want you to think about this. It's yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. It's not like dynamite. It's not like, oh, do you know Jesus? You know, I, I came through that era. Back in the 60s and 70s and 70s, you know, you get in somebody's throat, you know, oh, you scare them. And people would say, yeah, yeah, I want Jesus just to let, leave me alone, you know. But here's the thing of it is, we're going to go into here, see what yeast is like. The qualities of yeast. Yeast looks helpless. Tell me something, Pastor Tom. Does that look like it has any value? I mean, it looks helpless. It's little. It's, 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 like, it's like, what can that do? It looks harmless. This is what I like. Yeast works. You know, so many times we, if we're not careful, we become loud. Now, yeast is not intimidated by a dough. Yeast knows who it is. They're not intimidated by being mixed with the dough. It knows it's the power. But look. It looks like sand. What can that do? 
So the, the reason I say this is because the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Now think about it. There's many of you sitting here this morning that many times you just don't feel like you really have much. You feel like, how can I be an influence? How can I be an influence where I work? How can I be an influence in my church? How can I be an influence in my business? But think about it. Your yeast, it works quietly. Yeast does not become the dough. It's very important. Yeast expands under pressure. You love a challenge in difficult situations. Now remember, how many of you have ever been in, under pressure? You've had a challenge. You know what? That's when you expand. That's what it takes sometimes to, be to, to, to really for yeast to work. It has to be put under pressure. It has to be put under yeast, under heat in order to work. In other words, to have that influence in the dough. So the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. It's useless in the package. Many of us sometimes want to hide in the four walls of the church. You know, we, where we're comfortable, where we just come and, and we partake. We, you know, well, I'm in the package. You're useless in the package. This yeast has no value as long as I leave it in the package. So the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. We're like yeast this morning. It cannot be extracted. Once you show up, you're there. You cannot be removed from the environment, from the influence that God has put you in. Once you influence, whether it's positive or negative, you cannot remove that. So it cannot be extracted. Once you show up, it's too late for you, not them. It never removes itself from the dough. So don't run away from what, where God puts you. The environment he puts you in, don't run from it. Allow the pressure to work and be the influence that God wants you to be. Let's talk about the influence mandate. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 31st verse. Another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like mustard seed, which a man took and he planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it becomes the largest tree so that birds come and perch it. Again, I have some mustard seed here. Little, little seed, the smallest of seeds. It becomes the biggest of trees. So the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. You might seem like you're small. I have a picture of the mustard tree on there. From the little seed, a mustard tree takes over the whole garden. The kingdom does not, the, the kingdom does not come to accommodate. The kingdom is not intimidated. The biggest tree that takes over the garden, organized society. Now what, I'm going to come back to this in a minute. The kingdom is the influence of the systems of this world. So the kingdom of heaven is like mustard seed. 
You're planted in the middle of a garden. God, God has a garden for you. He has an assignment for you. He puts you in the middle of that as a seed. But this is what's neat. He doesn't clean up the garden, then he puts you in. Oh, once things get organized or once things clean up, then I'll go in. No, he plants you in the middle, but you grow. You allow the influence because once you're there, you will take over with your influence for the kingdom. He puts the seed right in the middle of the garden, right in the middle of the junk. He puts you in the middle of where the assignment that he has for you. And it might look junky. It might look messy. But you know what? Remember, we know who we are. The mustard seed knows who it is. The yeast knows who it is. So we know we have power. I, I like to use this phrase that says, you know, the, the Bible tells us that we're the light of the world. Let me ask you a question. Does light change darkness or does darkness change light? So what are we afraid of? What are we scared of? What are we scared of the dreams? What are we scared of the assignment that God has given us, the garden that he's placed us in? Because if we truly understand that we're the light of the world, I know who I am. I'm the influence. I'm the influence for the kingdom. You know, I'm not intimidated. I might look small. I might be insignificant. I might feel like I'm insignificant. But you know what? Deep down in, I know who I am. So he puts the seed right in the middle of the garden. The kingdom engagement. Another parable. Jesus, Matthew the 13th chapter, Jesus told another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and he went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? Now I want you to listen to this. The enemy did it, he, he replied. The servants ask him, do you want us to go out and pull them up? No, he answers, because while you were pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. His disciples came to him. Sir, explain that to us. What are you talking about? He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The one who sowed the, the field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. The enemy has sowed them. Who is the devil? The harvest, the end of the age, the harvesters are angels. So we have influence. So I want you to think about this. In the boardroom, where you, where you go to work, you're, you have influence. Remember, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like mustard seed. Now we're talking about the good, the good seed planted, the bad seed planted. We don't accommodate sin. We never accommodate sin. We influence for change. 
Let them grow together, he says. So don't remove yourself from the evil ones. Because remember, who has the influence? See, the enemy wants us to believe that, oh, my background was Amish, for instance. You don't associate with people because you might get influenced. Well, who am I? Who, I'm light. I'm not darkness. So I don't need to be scared of that. But see, my cultural background was always say, stay separated. Don't go there. Don't do that. But here, he's using an example. Grow together. Let them grow together. Get busy influencing. You cannot influence what you avoid. Stop looking for a Christian job. Your job is not about you. It's a government assignment. It's the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom assignment. Wherever you're planted, the garden that you're put in is always about you influencing others. It's not about the comfort of your job. It's not about the comfort of your position on this life. It's about government. The world of this earth, it's political. It's government. It's economy. It's business. Judicial. Health. Education. Arts. Recreation. Media. Social. This is, this is what the world of this earth is. And this is what you and I are called to influence. This is the part that we're called to influence. The political, the government system. The economy. We and every one of you is called in one of these areas. That you are, you are put on this earth to influence. To be that yeast. In the environment that you're in. To be that mustard seed where God has placed you. Thy kingdom come. He said to them, go into all the world, preach the good news to all creation. So we have a kingdom mandate. I want, you, I want you to listen to this this morning. Because you and I sitting here today, you have a kingdom mandate. A kingdom mandate is to influence government. It's to influence schools, the prisons, poor with disabilities, youth, media, police, legal system, social welfare, environment, business, elderly. Men and women, children, sports. Now, again, you're called, your garden, your place that God has placed you is in one of these areas to be an influence for the kingdom, to be that yeast, to work quietly, to change it. The human search. 7.5 billion people on earth are seeking the same thing. They're seeking good government. Every nation is preoccupied with government. Nations spend their resources on electing and changing government. The most important national industry is politics. It's government. More money, more time, more effort spent on politics, on changing government. So the pursuit, in pursuit of government, the greatest need on earth is government. And we are to influence, have kingdom influence for our government. Every nation on earth is seeking good government. 
Mankind is searching for good, effective, and compassionate government. Why is government the priority pursuit of all mankind? Because government is the source of all influence. So why is government so important? It influences. Government controls. Philosophy. Beliefs can become laws. Laws become standard. Standard produces values, establishes worth. Worth produces moral standards, social behavior. It produces culture, lifestyle, community, corporate expression, society, social relations. Many times we focus on society and community. You hear many churches talking about community, believers talking about community, about society, about culture. But if we were to understand, if our influence, if we influence the government, now think about this. If we influence the government, the philosophy falls in place. The philosophy controls the laws. The laws could produce as values. Values produce standards. Standards produces culture. Culture produces community. Community produces society. So many times I think we do that backwards. So we are here to be influenced. We're here to be the yeast for our government. God's promise on this earth, God's promise to solve earth's problem was not religion. It was government. God's promise was not a priest, but a king. God's promise was not a doctrine, but a dominion. God's promise was not a ritual, but rulership. God's promise was not a democracy, but a kingdom. So our influence of heaven, his, his coming to this earth to bring a cultural, to bring the culture of heaven so that earth would be filled with, with morals, values, and belief systems of heaven. That's why Jesus came to this earth. And that's why you and I are here this morning. We're here to influence. We're here to be an influence for the kingdom. You are yeast. Think about that. You are a mustard seed. God has placed you in a garden. And he says, he has placed the devil, the enemy, has placed people next to you sometimes. And if we're not careful, pastor, we'll run from them. But he says, no, let them, let them there. How, let me ask you this. If you run from somebody at, that, even if, the, even if the devil has placed them next to you, if you run from them, how can you influence them for the kingdom? You can't. So today, as you go out, I want you to think about that. You are the yeast. You are the mustard seed. God has placed you in a place of influence. When you look at this mustard seed, it's so insignificant. Look at that. A little seed. And that little seed is many of you here this morning. But God, I can't even pick them up. God drops you in the middle. Where's the seed? I don't even see it. Because you see, it might be messy. 
But he doesn't clean up the garden. No, he drops you in the mess. And you'll grow. And the influence you'll have will clean out the mess. I was talking to Pastor Tom last night about the Dream Center here in Grand Rapids. And I had to think how you, how you go in there. And he was telling me stories about how these people, they just go. They just be there. They might, not, they might be praying, but it's not like they're going in and, you know, am I right? So you just be. And wherever you go, you'll be the influence. You might, that seed. I can't even see it. But you know what? It's growing. And it will have influence. And it says, if we leave it there, it will take over. You, and I refer to the Dream Center again, just because it's a fresh story in my mind from what he told me last night. Grand Rapids is being influenced just by the seed that was sown. And it's taken over. It's pushing out the darkness. And that's what you guys are all called for. You're called to be that mustard seed in the garden. I want you to stand with me. Father, I thank you this morning that you said the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, Father. I look at this, I look at this small grain of yeast this morning. I look at these mustard seeds, Father. Father, they look so insignificant. And there's many times that I know we feel like we're insignificant. What are we really doing? What are we having the impact? I mean, I'm dropped in the middle of something and I get lost. Nobody can see me. Nobody can find me. But God, this morning, as we're here, as we hear that, in our minds, Father, I pray that you would put the imprint of the mustard seed and the yeast. And then the third thing of the, sometimes our environment, people around us that we don't like. That cause problems. That might come against us. But Father, we know who we are. And God, we stand strong in that, understanding that. And we are the influence for your kingdom. I thank you for every man that's here this morning. God, as they go out from here, they're the yeast. They're the mustard seed. They're put in the garden. And their influence will overtake the demons. Thank you.